across the border to the good old USA. Man said, where you come from, boy, how long you gonna stay? I said, I'm from the Six Nations and Reserve, don't know when I'm coming back. He said, I'll have to see your Indian cop. I said, why don't you tell me that? Where's your white man's car? To me, that you ain't black. Where's your white man's car? Sister, please get off my back. I don't have no bow and arrow. That don't mean I want to die. I went uptown to the drugstore. Just to buy a pair of shades The man behind the counter said that'll be 1598 I said, I don't have to pay no tax on that He said, oh, not one of you again I'll have to see your Indian car I said, why don't you tell me, friend Where's your white man's car to me? You ain't black Where's your white man's car? It's a thief Get off my back I don't have no boy and arrow But that don't mean I want attack I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, May 28th. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and, in some cases, start conversations. We don't do prayers and buffalo speeches. Uh, we take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is being heaped upon us. And we do it all right here, live from the Cattaraugus Territory of the Seneca Nation. So, let's talk native. First, let me remind people that our audio streams live 
at www.letstalknative.com, and we stream a live video of the show on Facebook Live. Our shows are available as podcasts on your favorite podcast platform after our broadcast, and we post our video on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. I am the host of Let's Talk Native, and I am assisted by Jake Proud here in studio, who is managing our video and our sound. Um... I figured I'd play some Murray Porter uh, doing white man's card because we are going to talk about something that I think I'm going to flat out say it's racist, and I'll explain that as I go. But uh, for those of you who may have seen my Facebook post, uh, you know that I posted the editorial from not last Friday, but the Friday before in the Buffalo News. And again, this was not a letter to the editor. This wasn't a column written by one individual. This is a editorial page. This is a column that is representing the view of the newspaper, the Buffalo News, and it is racist. and And I'll explain that. Um, I'm going to read the uh, uh, I'm going to read the <laughs> the editorial. Uh, I may break uh, from the reading a few times to offer my comments along the way. I'm going to also read um, a response from Ricky uh, Armstrong, the president of Second Nation, which isn't a direct response. But it, it came as a response, put it that way, to this editorial. Um, got a couple of problems even with Ricky's response, but we'll, we'll talk about that. But I also want to go through and break down the language that the Buffalo News used to describe the Senecas and the Seneca people, Seneca Nation. Uh, their framing, their, their characterization, and, uh, and of course their mischaracterizations and their, their factually wrong uh, uh, statements that were made in the column. But... Um, I, look, uh, when I when I posted this on uh, on Facebook the first time, I said, you know, as offensive as Nazi flags and you know swastikas and uh, you know uh, white power, you know bumper stickers and tattoos and the Confederate flag, as offensive as these racist symbols are, in a way, the fact that people are willing to po- to fly those things on their porch and wear them across their chest or their arm. At least that tells us who they are. At least I know, okay, I know that you're a jerk. <laughs> I know that you're a racist, and I know where I stand with you because I'm not, and, and I oppose, you know, I have a, you know, it's like somebody wearing a MAGA hat. I have no use to, to engage somebody wearing, I'm glad you're wearing your racist symbols. Well, the Buffalo News hung their flag. And they and, and they've kind of hinted at it before. I mean, there, a lot of the Buffalo News coverage has never been what it, what, what I would consider fair to, to the uh, the native perspective or the, or the native argument. It's never really been fair. But what I will say is this editorial is now um, really crossed the line. It's crossed the line to the point where um, they are clear. Uh, they are clearly racist and. And let me explain it because, you know, people say, oh, there he goes. He's going to play the racist card. He's going to play the race card. Let me explain before I even get into it what racism is. Racism isn't just the idea of looking at people who are different, who are different than you and viewing them differently. Racism is about superiority. It's about condescendence. It's about viewing people as less than you, beneath you under your authority, under that you are a superior people. And you cannot read this Buffalo News column and not hear the the disdain that the editorial staff of the Buffalo News has towards the Senecas. And and the the sense that 
that New York State owns the Senecas and that, that everything that the Senecas can and will do can only be done um, on the whim of, of the state. I mean, that is condescendence. That is supremacy. Whether you want to call it white supremacy, I think it is because clearly most of the state is run by, uh, you know, wh- whether it's the uh, the Democrats or the Republicans. Look, there's a Democrat in the governor's office and there's a Democrat in Niagara Falls uh, as the mayor. And they've they've shown time and time again the, the racist views that they have. So as I said, racism isn't a right thing. It's a white thing. And so it doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right. You're uh, it, it is it has been made so clear. So. <clears throat> Let me go ahead. I'm going to read the column or the the editorial, and like I said, I may take a few breaks along the time along the way, or at least um, highlight, I guess, some of the of the language here. But this is the Buffalo News, and and it's related to the conflict between the Senecas and New York State over the billion dollar, the battle over a billion dollars that the state's trying to squeeze out of them. But this is the the position that the, the Buffalo News has taken is that the Senecas should not be allowed to um, uh, enter into sports betting, which is what the state is considering doing. And, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court has um, cleared the way um, for to legalizing sports betting. <clears throat> and so the position of the editorial board of the, uh, of the Buffalo News is that the Senecas should be prohibited, even if it means prohibiting everybody, because that the Senecas should not be... Uh, um, rewarded for cheating and and i'll get into this but hey here it goes one money grab at a time before new york state allows in-person sports betting that could further enrich the seneca nation of indians it should require that the nation's three western new york casinos pay all the money that they already owe to the state and through it to the cities of niagara falls buffalo and salamanca there's no way that albany should move ahead with this while the senecas continue to renege on their contractual obligations it's true that would affect all three, uh, all of the state's casinos, including those operated by other good Indians, other Native Americans. But given the Seneca's refusal to abide by the rules to which they agreed, there is little other choice. The, the state certainly can't reward them for cheating at the table. The conflict, it must be said, began with the state's own ineptitude. The original compact took effect in 2002 and was automatically renewed at the end, of course, these are editors, but apparently they they don't they don't proofread their own stuff. They said renewed at the end of 20, uh, 2006. It was actually renewed at the end of twenty sixteen uh, for uh, for seven years. The Seneca stopped making the agreed upon payments on twenty five percent of the casino's annual slot machine revenues because the renewed compact made no mention of the requirement. And, you know, I'm going to stop right there. First, first off. The Seneca Nation didn't agree to pay past past 14 years. So when this editorial staff is saying the Seneca stopped making payments, um, uh, making the agreed-upon payments, these weren't agreed-upon payments. And it's not 25%. It's 25% of the net slot drop, which is closer to 48% of the total revenue from these uh, these machines. So let's not, let's not downplay the significance of how much money the, sa- the state was pulling from this thing. I mean, let's... And, and when they say... They stop paying because there's no mention of the requirement. The, the the compact wasn't silent on what the terms and and when payments should be made. The compact was clear that the payments would be made through year fourteen, 
It doesn't say through year 14 then continued for another seven. It's not that it was silent on the issue. It was silent on the issue of continuing payments through the uh, renewal period, but it was real clear that the payments were for 14 years. And, and so the the editorial goes on. It was remarkably careless on the state's part not to insist that the document clearly um, state the Seneca's payment obligations. It wasn't careless. It was intentional. The state didn't make a mistake. They didn't make a mistake in 2002 when they negotiated the compact. They knew they were getting paid for only 14 years. And when Cuomo became the governor, he knew that this didn't have payments going past 14 years. And during that, the, the 120 days running up to the renewal uh, the renewal term of this thing and at the end of 2016 the state had every opportunity to raise issues this wasn't carelessness this was strategic this was intentional the state did not bring this up because they knew the senecas were going to stop payment and th- their best their best argument was going to say oh well no but that's not what it meant they knew what it meant this wasn't carelessness this was this was intentional never nevertheless the arbitrators while acknowledging that ambiguity, this was an ambiguity. And, and I'll tell you something about ambiguity. <laughs> Throughout the history of treaty making and any interaction between Native people and uh, states and federal government, the courts have ruled, including the Supreme Court, all the way up to the Supreme Court and lower courts have ruled over and over and over again. In the instance of ambiguity, the courts are supposed to rule in favor of, the, of Native people. Because, why? Because it is assumed that state lawyers federal lawyers, and especially lawyers representing two different administrations, one a Republican and one a Democrat, those lawyers should have had enough intelligence and enough professional uh, professionalism to, to address these issues. This wasn't ambiguity by omission. This was intentional ambiguity that the state left in there and that Cuomo did not address because he didn't want to address it. It was intentional. And again, the courts have ruled over and over again that in, uh, that that um, in cases of ambiguity or vagueness, it should be the native interpretation that is given weight, not the not the interpretation of a state who never who never even produced a witness from 2002. The Cuomo administration never put a, a somebody from the Pataki administration on the stand in front of these arbitrators. Say, okay, what was the intention in 2002? So. Yeah. So nevertheless, the arbitrators, while acknowledging that ambiguity, ruled two to one in January that applicable law made clear that the compact was continued on the same terms and conditions that were in place immediately prior to the expiration of the compact's initial term. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, continued on the same terms. Those the same terms said payments through 14 years, not payments through another seven years or through another 14 years. In fact, there were, it's not even... It wasn't just that they they didn't address payments for another seven years. They never addressed even the payment rate. So the these the two white men on this arbitration panel say, "Oh no, the state should be paid." And and, and then it goes on. the the uh, The editorial says to emphasize the point, the ruling sharply and unambiguously noted that to conclude otherwise and interpret renew to mean the nation gets exclusivity exclusivity without sharing revenue. Um, uh, would render several provisions of the compact meaningless, ignore the purpose of the party's agreement, and challenge common sense and produce a commercially unreasonable result. Okay. <laughs> For one thing, the state 
never really provided exclusivity as as a trade-off for this 1.4 billion dollars it received the state didn't didn't not compete against the Seneca Nation it 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 competed directly and openly even in the in the so-called exclusivity zone they their state law prohibited them from doing casinos not the compact and the other thing is what gets missed in all this thing it would render the several provisions of the compact meaningless you have to understand the purpose of a compact is not to provide revenue sharing revenue sharing is not required in a compact the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act actually prohibits the state from squeezing money out of out of native gaming so for the, for this for these two white men on the arbitration panel to rule that uh you know for the Senecas to not pay while while having an exclusivity no they don't have an exclusivity would would essentially <laughs> render the 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 party's agreement meaningless most of this compact has nothing to do with revenue sharing it has everything to do with 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 the games that are operating certain recording and reporting procedures i mean it's a pretty thick document revenue sharing is is only a provision that a state can uh can ask for they can't demand it there's no requirement for there to be revenue sharing not within federal law so for these arbitrators to say oh yeah if they, if they don't pay then it, rend- it renders the the compact several provisions yeah several provisions that are not necessary that are severable from the uh, from the uh, from the compact that's what would have been and look the, the state never provided uh uh really provided any exclusivity anyway so this wasn't about and again translation Whatever the Senecas were hoping for, they can't get something for nothing. No, only the state can get something for nothing. The state got $1.4 billion for an exclusivity they never provided. They didn't protect the market share. They competed directly with the Senecas, both with um, electronic games and by ultimately uh, approving uh, Class 3 gaming beyond that. The Senecas continue to be unreasonable. Despite their formal commitment to binding arbitration, they have asked the U.S. Department of Interior to review the ruling. In the meantime, the western New York cities that provided the Seneca Nation with sovereign territory to build their gambling palaces are doing without millions of dollars that the tribe promised to deliver and which at least some of them sorely need. Okay, for one thing, to suggest that the Senecas are reasonable, to to suggest that the, the, that the Department of Interior not only needs to review this amendment being made by two white men on an arbitration panel because that's what they've done they've there was no language in there that talked uh, talked about payments for past 14 years these two white guys just added that so it's a normal thing to say well the interior department has to approve any amendments to the compact that's all the seneca nation has done but i'll tell you what else they, they can and should do is they should ask the interior department to evaluate the revenue sharing provision in the first place because under federal law under the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, in order for the revenue sharing to not be a tax, the state has to provide something of value. Then the state didn't provide anything of value. The state, the, the Seneca's already had exclusivity because the state prohibited class three gaming. And to the extent that they, they expanded class two gaming, they did it right within the exclusivity zone. So the compact didn't afford them any, uh, any protection to their market. The only thing that added, uh, provided them protection was existing state law. So the state didn't give up anything for this 25% of the net slot drop, $1.4 billion plus. 
a billion of which left the area. And I'll talk about that a little more as we go on. But then for the Buffalo News to suggest that Western New York York cities provided the Seneca Nation with sovereign territory? What are these guys? They think that, that these fumbling municipalities, including the city of Buffalo, can provide sovereign territory to to another sovereign? I mean, this defies logic. This is, It's an absurd proposition. I'll tell you how the Senecas were able to grab this land. The, the, the way the Senecas were able to, to reacquire land that is theirs, it's not the city's land, is because they were screwed in a, in a Salamanca lease settlement. They were screwed in a Salamanca uh, lease. And in the settlement for that lease, which was done in 1990, an act of Congress was, was, was passed through, signed by the, the Senate and the House, signed by the President, that said the Senecas should be compensated for that bad lease. And with the money they were compensated with, they, ha- they can reacquire lost land and not reacquire as trust land held by the federal government for them. They could reacquire land with, with this money that they were provided. They could, requi- they could uh, acquire lands within their ancestral that's how, uh, within their ancestral territories. That's how they acquired land in Buffalo. That's how they acquired land in Niagara Falls and even acquired the land in Salamanca. And to, and to be clear, when the Senecas uh, met with the state about doing gaming, the state wanted gaming in Niagara Falls. They wanted gaming in Buffalo. This wasn't about the the, the state be, uh, being taken advantage of or Buffalo or Niagara Falls being taken advantage of. These places wanted the gaming in, uh, in there. They, they weren't that crazy about Seneca's doing gaming in, in Salamanca because the, the state didn't think they could benefit from it in the way that Buffalo and Niagara Falls could. So <laughs> this is, I mean... And then they want to talk about the, these cities um, needing this money. Why, do, why does Niagara Falls need the money? Because of gross mismanagement by Paul Deister. That's why. This city, that city has been going downhill actually even before Paul Deister. But the, the mismanagement of city resources, whether it's by Byron Brown, Paul Deister, or, or whoever, you know, the current and previous mayors of, uh, of Salamanca. Salamanca, of course, they've got a bigger problem because they, they don't have the tax base that, uh, that um, Niagara Falls and Buffalo have. But but yeah, those cities are in trouble. But it, they're not in trouble because of the Seneca Nation. And now, with the push for in-person sports betting, the Senecas could profit from yet another state program while chiseling New Yorkers on another. Okay, so the Buffalo News thinks that sports betting is a state program? Or that gambling itself is a state program? I mean, they are literally suggesting the Senecas would benefit from another state program with sports betting while they're chiseling New Yorkers on another. So according to the Buffalo news, gambling, casino gaming and sports betting is a state program. I mean, are you freaking nuts? I mean, that's how ignorant this paper is in, in their, in their racist diatribe here. It can't be allowed to happen on Monday. A public comment period will end on the proposed regulation by the State Gaming Commission to permit in-person sports betting on New York's four commercial casinos located in Seneca, Seneca, Tioga, uh, Schenectady, and Sullivan counties, as well as Indian casinos. This proposal is separate from a legislative effort to legalize mobile sports betting. The Cuomo administration says um, it is concerned with that that measure would uh, violate the state's constitution. Of course it would. Here's what Governor Andrew Cuomo has. Uh, here's where Governor, Governor Andrew Cuomo has leverage, 
After the comment period is over, the Gaming Commission and agency of the Cuomo administration can either adopt <clears throat> the proposed rule in the next board meeting or heavily change the, pe- the plan. That would start a new comment period. It's an option that sounds like a very good idea. Maybe there are other ways to induce the Senecas to be as good as their word. Regardless, until they do, the state should not be making any decisions that would further enrich them. Okay, here's another thing. The state didn't provide the opportunity to do gaming for the Seneca Nation. And sports betting, if the Senecas want to do sports betting, they can do it whether the state wants them to or not. And, and, and if they approve it for their casinos, they, then the Senecas clearly can do it. The, the state wouldn't be in a position to tell the Senecas they can't do sports betting. And I'm not even sure that sports betting is worth it. I mean, when Cuomo talked about sports betting, he said New Jersey, which has plenty of sports betting, and in fact, you can't escape the advertisements in New Jersey, only generated $11 million annually from sports betting. Cuomo says that's a rounding error for New York State. You know, if the Senecas have to invest in sports betting and only can pull in $11 million a year, it's probably not worth doing anyway. So all of this hype about, well, we're going to, we're going to not allow the Senecas to make any more money until they pay up is, is again, just this racist diatribe from, from the Buffalo News. And it runs through the whole thing. And, and in case you missed some of this stuff, here, I did a bit of a breakdown. I'm going to give you what is essentially the, um, uh, the language that, um, that the uh, state used uh, or that the, the Buffalo News used to uh, describe the, the Seneca Nation. So this is, these were just pulled right from the, from the editorial. Require before reward. So in other words, the state has the power to require the Senecas to do something before they're allowed to be rewarded. That's condescending. They called uh, the, the, uh, the Seneca gaming a money grab, and any attempt to do sports betting would be another money grab. Before New York State allows enrichment of the Senecas, again, condescending. The state, the state has the power to allow whether uh, the Senecas to, to, to make money or not. The Senecas continue to renege on obligations. No, they haven't. The, the Senecas pay, overpaid for a, uh, an exclusivity that was worthless or non-existent at all. They fulfilled that obligation. The Senecas refuse to abide by rules. <laughs> the rules are that the states can't squeeze money out of Seneca gaming. That's what the, that's what the federal under, the underlying federal law says. And that if, the, if revenue sharing does take place, the, the, the state has to provide something of value. There is no way the state can argue that they are providing something of value. Their own state-licensed casinos say they can't compete against the Senecas unless the Senecas pay the state. So in other words, the Senecas are less competitive paying almost 48% of their their slot revenue to the state than if they kept it all. I mean, it's absurd that that the Buffalo News is suggesting that it's the Senecas who have not abided by rules, especially knowing the history of, of breaking treaties and land disputes and everything else that the state's been guilty of for hundreds of years, but certainly the language and the racist language that's come out of, come out of Cuomo and Deister, and now the Buffalo News is just, uh, it's, this is just rich. The, uh, the state can't reward them for cheating. So even though the, the Seneca Nation is, is providing, is following a, a very clear procedure here, as far as the Buffalo News is concerned, it's cheating. Now, and I'm going to get into this a little bit because I'm going to also read a, a, a letter from Ricky Armstrong, president of Seneca Nation. But do I have to remind people that the Seneca, the, the Seneca Nation actually did stop paying from 2009 to, 20, uh, to, uh, to 2013 
because the state was cheating. The, the state was breaching the compact. They withhold held six hundred million dollars from this from the state. They put it in escrow pending arbitration, but the state didn't want to go through arbitration. The state wanted to, wanted this thing settled. So what the state did? They said, "Well, we'll accept a, a settlement where we where we pay you two hundred million dollars of that six hundred, and you allow us to uh, to keep the four hundred million, and we'll make uh, we'll make whole uh, Niagara Falls, Buffalo, and Salamanca." So the state. In a, in a clear admission of wrongdoing, surrendered $200 million for breaching the compact. So who was cheating who? I mean, let's be real. I mean, the state, only two years into this gaming operation of the Senecas, this exclusivity, the state started filling up their racetracks with slot machines, called the racetracks casinos. It was a clear violation, not only of the gaming compact, but the whole intent of an exclusivity. And not only was it a violation, but it also reduced the value of that exclusivity if it had any at all. The only place the exclusivity had value would have been in preventing Class 2 gaming because the state already couldn't do Class 3 gaming. So the to the extent the, the state could compete against the Senecas, they did. To, to the extent their law prohibited them is the only thing that stopped them from doing it. The compact didn't stop. The, the, the exclusivity provision didn't stop that. So this is so so the Buffalo News wants to call the Senecas cheats. The Senecas continue to be unreasonable. Unreasonable because they're saying that the the agency charged with oversight of the of IGRA, the Interior Department, needs to review this. That's unreasonable. Again, more this is the 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 condescending racist language that the uh, Buffalo News has had towards the Senecas. Western New York City's provided the Senecas with sovereign territories to, to build their gaming palaces. I was glad to hear uh, see somebody else had, had responded to this uh, editorial by saying, you know, the, the negative connotation associated with calling these casinos gaming, uh, gaming uh, palaces and, and the, the absurd uh, suggestion that these cities provided territory to the Senecas the cities were provided territory by the Senecas, sometimes through fraud and deception. But that's why those cities exist in the first place. They they are on Seneca land. Senecas aren't on their land. Senecas could profit from yet another state program while chiseling New Yorkers for another. Again, I, I went through that. That's the that's the language of the uh, uh, of, of the Buffalo News. And and of course, they're in their final thing is there there must be ways to induce the Senecas to be as good as their word. In other words, the Senecas are not as good as their word. This is the insulting language that the Buffalo News used for, uh, towards the Seneca Nation. That's why I say this is racist. That's what that's what it is. That's that's a, by definition this condescending, derogatory language towards the, towards the Senecas as a people and as a nation is racism. Look, we're a little bit past the bottom now. We'll take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to go through Ricky Armstrong's response to uh, to this, and uh, I've got a few issues with that as well, but we'll cover that when we go back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Queen so much she finally said okay 
All right, thanks for coming back. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more Murray Porter. I figure, you know, you know, Murray is one of those guys who's going to sing songs to point out, you know, like, like, where's your white man card? Well, clearly Buffalo News has theirs, and they they demonstrated with this uh, with this racist ranting. Uh, uh, and, and again, what they're suggesting is that the state should somehow deny the Senecas the right to make um, additional revenue through sports betting is just uh, again, it, it's it's discriminatory. It's racist. Hey, before I get back into it, let me go ahead and thank my sponsor. I want to thank, let's, um, thank uh, Ross and Holly John and the RJE Family of Businesses, Eric White and ERW Enterprises, and a few others who make a contribution from time to time. I've got another sponsor who does something monthly, and uh, I'm grateful to all of them, that uh, all of you who support the program. I also am grateful for those who share the show, whether it's uh, uh, folks like my wife who share the um, the Facebook live stream or those of you who share the, the podcast and the YouTube videos. I, I appreciate any of you who share those uh uh, whatever version of the show you do, because that's the way we advance this conversation. Somebody has to speak out against this stuff, and I got to tell you, there's not a whole lot of people doing it. And and even when the when the Seneca Nation does respond, and I'm going to read what is essentially Ricky's response. But before I do that, one of the things I I couldn't find while I was uh, when I was going through that whole list, and it's a full page of um, insults that the Buffalo News hurled at the at the Seneca Nation. Let me. Let me uh, just go through the few things that how they care uh, how the Buffalo News characterized the state's position. Oh, yeah, they, they did say the state um, the conflict began with the state's own ineptitude, which is wrong. I mean, look, the Pataki administration knew that they were they were in this thing for fourteen years, and this wasn't a careless mistake, as I said by the by the Cuomo administration that they forgot to call for a change in the language in the run up to to the renewal period. It was it was intentional and it was strategic. They knew they wouldn't get this thing pushed through. And worst case scenario, what they weren't going to renew, and then what? The state was going to walk away from the compact? Yeah, I don't think so. But here's the other. Here are the three. the 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 argument that the Buffalo News puts is that um, oh, there was no mention of the requirement for payments, through, and that so that's the weakness in uh in the, in the state's argument. No, there was mention. There was mention that the payments went through 14 years. So, sorry, Buffalo News, you got that wrong. They also referred to the state as careless. They didn't, you know, yeah, they said inept in the beginning, but now it's all oh, they were just careless. They're not cheats. They're not um going back on their words. They're not deal breakers. They're just careless. And and that the and the and and that the arbitrators acknowledge ambiguity. No, they didn't. Because if they acknowledge ambiguity, they would have had to rule in favor, uh, rule um, in favor of the of the Senecas. Why? Because that's the legal standard. When when they say that um, uh, um, when the arbitrator said um, uh, they ruled in accordance to uh, to existing law, I'll tell you what the existing law says. The existing law says that if the state or the federal government are so inept that they they leave language up to interpretation, then you have to go with the native interpretation. That's what the standard is. That's what the legal standard is. All right. Let me um let me go ahead and read um a um it was called another voice. Uh it's a, it's a section of the Buffalo News. It's not a direct um shot at the Buffalo News and frankly I think that's part of the weakness of this of this comment. But this is by Ricky Armstrong. He's the president of Seneca Nation. He says, "In a society of laws, rules and procedures matter and they apply to everyone." even the government. This includes the gaming compact signed by the Seneca Nation and New York State. The compact, 
went, which went into effect in 2002 is rooted in federal law, namely the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. Because I, and because IGRA prohibits a state from taxing a tribe in exchange for a compact, New York required a revenue sharing agreement whereby the Senecas agreed to a portion of slot machine revenues, agreed to share a portion of slot machine revenues with New York State for 14 years. In exchange, New York State, again, in keeping with IGRA, was obligated to provide something of equal value, actually something of substantial value, which means it should have been more than just equal, namely exclusivity and protection from competition. The state wasted little time in diminishing the value of that exclusivity. State open video lottery terminals, slot machines essentially, were introduced within the state's nation's exclusivity area in 2004, merely two years after uh, the compact was signed and remain to this day. State regulated and taxed commercial casinos followed, including the siting of a casino minutes from the Seneca Nation's exclusivity zone, an operation that, as a part of its application to the state, expressly aimed to cannibalize the Seneca Nation's gaming revenues. All the while, the nation fully honored our compact compact payment obligations for 14 years. New York State received more than $1 billion. It was over one point. It was almost a billion and a half dollars. Don't pull any punches here from the Seneca Nation while simultaneously profiting from the diminished value of the exclusivity we paid for and which the state was supposed to protect. What does this say about the state's willingness to honor its agreement? Apparently not much. This year, an arbitration panel determined that the the nation's payment obligation to New York State continues after 14 years of the compact, despite the fact that the compact has absolutely no language to this effect. Actually, the, the compact specifically says payments through 14 years, and, and only through 14 years. Amendment means what it means, and the panel's decision amends the compact. Under IGRA, all compact amendments must be reviewed and approved by the Secretary of the Interior. The nation rightfully requested the Department of Interior to review the compact amendment. Conversely, New York State seems more than happy to again ignore process and, op- uh, and obligation at the expense of, uh, of the Seneca Nation. Now, now New York State is considering a legalization of sports wagering. Our compact would permit the Seneca Nation and other Native nations in New York to offer this amenity to our gaming patrons if passed. Some, well, let's not say some. The Buffalo News wants the state to ignore the fact, uh, ignore this fact, and somehow attempt not to include the Seneca Nation in sports uh, wagering in the sports wagering equation. Thankfully, Senator State Senator uh, Joseph uh, Adabo took the time to consult and include the Native Nations on the issue that could impact our gaming operations. In asking for a federal review of the compact amendment as required by law in the consideration uh, and in consideration of addition of sports wagering to our casino offerings, the Seneca Nation is simply trying to hold the state to the deal that they made. We honored our obligation. The state should do the same. Well, a couple of things. You know, first off, Ricky, you should have uh, taken your, your aim at the Buffalo News. It was their column. It was their racist ranting that uh, that was published. You you made your case, but a couple of mistakes here. New York State could not require a revenue sharing agreement. There's no provision in the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act that empowers the state to require uh, revenue sharing. 
I mean, you could have made the case that during the the, uh, the Seneca Nation's administration in 2002, the New York State was trying and was was pressing for revenue sharing. Because let's be clear, the Seneca Nation had every intention of m- making sure Western New York was taken care of. I mean, their original plan was to provide some sort of revenue sharing or or, or, or shared wealth to the region. But the state said, no, you send money to us and we'll send it back to uh, uh, back to Western New York. So, again, I want to be clear. The state was is not empowered by federal law to require revenue sharing. They may have pressed for it, but they didn't have the ability to require. Now, the other thing is... Um, the state, as I said, never provided exclusivity. I mean, even the two years before they started putting slot machines in the racetracks, it was it was the the state law that prohibited the um, the state from gambling, uh, competing directly with the Seneca Nation. It wasn't it, it wasn't some exclusivity provision. They made that clear uh, two years in two thousand four. They started competing directly. Uh, now the other thing is. Uh, Ricky makes a comment, and, and let's be clear, Ricky, this was all sanitized by Seneca Nation legal. Says, all the while, the nation fully honored our compact obligation for 14 years. Well, let's be clear. Once the, the state started um, breaching the compact in 2004, the, the Seneca Nation began um, complaining. And in 2009, five, you know, uh, um, again, five years later, finally the Seneca Nation said, look, you're not listening to us. You're you're violating the agreement. We're going to withhold payments. So in 2009, the Seneca Nation started escrowing the money that was going to the state. So for four years, from 2009 to 2013, four years, the Seneca Nation stopped the flow of money to, to New York State, and they put it in escrow. Finally, and it was up to $600 million, $600 million of an escrow by that time. And the state was pressing to, to have, they didn't want, and oh, okay, let me be clear. So they withheld this payment and then requested binding arbitration to resolve the matter because clearly the state had violated the revenue sharing agreement. That's not what this arbitration panel reviewed. They weren't reviewing the the language of the revenue sharing of the, of the exclusivity provision or or the value of it. They were just saying whether the, trying to determine whether uh, the Seneca should have to pay or not. But that's what that's what would have been uh, hashed out in in arbitration. In this uh, in this dispute between 2009 and 2013, and how did that get resolved? I, as I said earlier, it got resolved because the state f- forfeited; they surrendered 200 million dollars. They accepted that the Senecas had a valid claim. And in fact, that's Cuomo said it publicly. He said, "Well, the Senecas had a valid argument, so we we gave them, we let them keep 200 million dollars. That was a 200 million dollar fine, essentially assessed for all intents and purposes." To the uh, to to New York State for violating the compact. So, no, um, the Seneca Nation did not um, fully honor. Why? Because the state had not fully honored. The, the The Seneca Nation had to pull back and said, "No, you guys are screwing us. We're not going to allow it to continue." So, I mean, but in spite of that, one point four. It would have been one point six billion dollars that the state had gotten from this thing. Now. I think it's it's really important that people realize that. Now, here's the other thing that that I it just this drives me crazy. How is it that the Buffalo News and, and for for that matter, why isn't the Seneca Nation making this noise? How is it that nobody's bringing up the fact that a billion dollars left Western New York? How is the Buffalo News not saying not doing some sort of economic assessment, saying, "Wait a second, 
So a billion dollars, which is hard-earned income from people who went to the casinos to gamble and take a shot at winning or entertaining themselves, a billion dollars left the region over 14 years? How come nobody's doing the economic impact of that? Oh, Governor Cuomo promised the Buffalo billion. Yeah, when's that going to materialize? How much and and how? That's been a pay-to-play scam from the very beginning. But in the meantime, a billion dollars left the region. And the Buffalo News, all they can say is that the Senecas are are cheating New Yorkers? Well, I got to tell you, you know who's getting cheated is Western New York. In fact, every place that has a casino, not just just native casinos, but all of these, uh, uh, the uh, the state-licensed casinos, how much money do you think is leaving the Rochester area and going to Albany from, from Rochester? Or, or from uh, from downstate. None of those casinos are doing very well. Why? Because, and, and, and it's not just the casinos. The entire region. I talked to folks out in the Schenectady area. This is, look, look, we got restaurants that aren't doing well, very well anymore. Why? Because people are, are spending all of their, their theater money, all of their, their, their dining money. They're, they're gambling it away at, at Rivers Casino. And where does that money go? It goes to a gaming corporation and it goes to, uh, goes to Albany. You know where the money goes to that goes, comes to the Seneca Nation? It gets spent right back here in Western New York. If that billion dollars had not left, it would have stayed. There's no gaming corporation uh, from Malaysia running, uh, running Seneca Gaming. There are employees that are right here. So Buffalo News, you want to write something about, uh, about a travesty? Write about how the state has screwed the Western New York and, that, and created a, a giant sucking sound for 14 years taking money out of Western New York. There's something to write about. Instead of your racist diatribe about how, how the Senecas are cheats, perhaps you need to look at your own governor. But you know what? You can't, you can't even determine which governor was wrong. You don't know if it was, did, did Pataki make a bad deal or did Cuomo make a bad deal? And again, Republican and Democrat, I come back to the same thing. Racism, it's not a right thing, it's a white thing. And Buffalo News... That's exactly what you have done here. You have created a racist rant against the Seneca Nation, unfounded in fact. You, I mean, you had every opportunity. The only reporter in the Buffalo News who, who, who was willing to say, look, you know, the Senecas have a point. There's, no, there's nothing that suggests payments continue past 14 years. The only language in the compact related to how long payments should be made was for 14 years. And, and again, during that run-up to the renewal period in 2016, New York State, Governor Cuomo, his lawyers, his staff, his people had every opportunity to say, you know, we've got a problem with the language here. There's nothing in there that says uh, that payments continue for 14 years. And you know what the Senecas would have said? Yeah, that's right. That's what we negotiated. With your, with your predecessor, we negotiated payments for 14 years. Why? Because what happened in 14 years? You guys legalized gaming. You put casinos all over the state. You cannibalized the market. You put a casino that advertises in Western New York just just outside the exclusivity zone. But you know what? You couldn't put one in our exclusivity zone. Why? Because your laws prohibit it. So this isn't about the gaming compact. This isn't about the exclusivity provision. You guys competed against the Seneca Nation to the fullest extent your state laws uh, 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 you know, allowed you. You couldn't put a casino in Niagara Falls. Why? Because it wasn't approved in your state constitution. And you couldn't 
put one there anyway. Why? Because you can't afford to have a casino trying to pay 40 or 50% of its revenue to Albany while the Seneca's pay nothing. Your, your casino in, on the other side of Rochester says they can't compete with, uh, with the Seneca Nation. Why? Because they believe the Seneca Nation can have looser machines than them. They can spend more money on promotions because they're, uh, because they're not paying, uh, paying the state. That's their complaint. The casino in, uh, on the other side of Rochester, the one who has to, who's trying to tap into the Seneca Nation's market share, they can't even pay, afford to pay their debt service. They're paying interest on their debts. And look, it's a nice casino. My buddy Matt just went there this, this, uh, this weekend. Stop there. He's, I'm going to do some re- reconnaissance, he says. He goes, I don't know why they're not making money. They got a bunch of hicks in there gambling. I'll tell you why, because hicks don't have money. I mean, yeah, you can you can break them, but they didn't have much money to start with. You got a bunch of country bumpkins trying to that they think they're going to get, you know, compete against the Seneca Nation when they when the Seneca Nation has Buffalo, Niagara Falls, uh, you know, the Canadian cities across the way. Rochester doesn't have the same market that the that the Seneca Nation has, even though they're trying to tap into it. You can listen to to every radio station, every newsprint, including the Buffalo News, advertising the crap out of. Delago and the virtues of gambling at state casinos instead of uh, in, instead of Seneca casinos. Look, I hope the Seneca Nation takes the attitude that they will cease to do business with the Buffalo News after this ranting. And I think this. Uh, I, I, look, I said this to Paul Deister and and uh, and Andrew Cuomo. They owe the Seneca Nation an apology, and the Buffalo News does too. I don't expect one, but you know what? Like I said, I'm glad you hung your racist flag out there so we all know where you stand. Because some people might have thought, well, maybe they aren't being that unfair. Well, you heard it now. A full page of insults against the Seneca Nation. And the, the worst they could say about the, the state was that they were inept. The state wasn't inept. They knew exactly what they were doing. Cuomo knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he couldn't ask for change in the language of the compact in the run-up for the renewal. He knew that the Seneca Nation wasn't going to pay past 14 years. Why? Because that's what the language said. Who in the right mind is going to pay a debt for 14 years that is spelled out for 14 years? You know what? I've been paying for 14 years. I think I'm just going to continue to pay. It doesn't say that I should, but I'm just going to continue to pay. And the two white men on the arbitration panel? Ooh, what a coincidence. The one native guy on the panel says, well, you can't change the language of the compact. It's not just silent about payment. It says payments for 14 years. Kevin Washburn flat out said the two the two white guys on the arbitration panel they rewrote the compact and and for them to take the attitude that the Senecas are somehow being afforded an exclusivity provision without paying that's without them taking a look at the what the exclusivity is what exclusivity does the Seneca Nation have and and if it is an exclusivity if you're going to say there is one then what value does it have does it is it worth a billion and a half dollars. Is it worth a billion dollars over the next seven years? Hell no. In fact, DeLago, the operators of DeLago and the operators of World Resorts Casino and uh, all of them have said, we, we can't compete against the Seneca, Nations if they don't, uh, Seneca Nation if they don't pay. I mean, what does that say? It's a, it, it clearly says that the competition wants the Seneca Nation to pay for an exclusivity because they know it's not worth anything. The only thing it's worth is taking revenue away from the Senecas and sending it to Albany. And you know what? Buffalo and Niagara Falls and Salamanca, if you're going to hit your wagon to Andrew Cuomo, then then you better understand that 
the revenue sharing provision is illegal under federal law. I mean, it's just it just violates the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. And so not only will the Interior Department review this amendment, but now it's going to be called upon to say, look, what exists of, of this revenue sharing is not worth what the Seneca Nation is paying. And so what does that mean? It means that it's illegal. So, yeah, arbitration panel could, could rule the way it wants, and, and it was binding arbitration. This isn't about questioning the compact anymore. This is really about questioning uh, the legality of the provision under the federal law. That's what the question is. And Buffalo News, you can call the Seneca Nation cheats, but you're not doing the math. You're not looking at what the state did to the Seneca Nation. You're not looking at what the state did to Western New York. It sucked a billion dollars out of the, out of Western New York, and nobody in your staff has enough intelligence and, a, and enough gumption to say, wait a second, that might be a bad thing. I mean, how do you ignore the fact that a billion dollars left your economy? And it didn't come back. You think it's coming back in the Buffalo Billion? Yeah, it's, it's lining a few pockets of, of Cuomo cronies, and that's about it. Well, congratulations. Now, you, you, you've, I, I hope you've sealed your fate with the Seneca Nation, and I hope the Seneca Nation treats you as fairly as you, as you treated them. I hope they realize that you're only as good as your word or your words. That's my thoughts on the, on the subject. Hey, look, um, I am off to New York this week. I'm going to show Wind River, which is a, a film, a major motion picture about missing and murdered indigenous women. I'll be showing that on Thursday night. I'll be doing my show um, from 4 to 5 p.m. in uh, on WBAI. That's FM 99.5 if you're in the city or at WBAI.org, any place else. And, of course, we will Facebook live stream the show there as well. So, uh um, you can catch me uh, th- this Thursday, um, and I'll be back here on Saturday. This is John Kane, and this is Let's Talk Native. Yowie. This is more than we can stand.